0: Now playing. Why so serious? What is the
1: 80s? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Oh,
0: what's in the bar? He
1: likes scary movies. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? You talking to me?
0: You talking to me? Movie Reviews in 20 Q's
2: Hello good people and welcome to the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Q's. The show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your host Sam Hurley and I am joined this week on this episode of Parasite by Kahu. How
1: are you, Kahu? Hey, I'm doing very well indeed. That's oh, good to hear. It's good to hear. Are you excited about this film, Kahu? I am, yeah, yeah. I didn't, uh, didn't read too much into it before I watched it, so I was pleasantly surprised. I, I was also very excited,
2: so excited when uh, the other guest on the show, Machu, decided to suggest it to us and then uh, posted a couple of times for doing it. And oh wait a minute, he hasn't even fucking shown up, have you, Machu? Yeah, Machu. <laughs> Just crickets. But we sent out a podcast, SOS, and uh well, anyone's a like notable improvement of over Machu, but this guy is even more of a notable improvement. It's Tofa from We Watch the Thing. How are you To? I'm um,
0: well. How um how many people did you have to go through until you came to me <laughs> a oh, lot. I, th-
1: I think you're the I think you're the top Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top Aussie, <laughs>
0: bottom of everyone else. <laughs>
2: We did wax through several nations before we got to Australia, but yeah, yeah, well done, so thanks for coming along.
0: Ah, uh, it's great to be here. Great to be here talking about not Godzilla, which I think was the last time <laughs> I was here for that absolute shit show.
2: Yes, your third episode, you went from the heights of the Departed to Godzilla: King of Monsters to Parasite. Fuck, talk about bouncing up and down.
0: It's it's a roller coaster.
2: <laughs> <It> definitely <laughs> is. So yeah, the 2019 film Parasite, we are doing it because the Oscars are coming up and this is looking like one of the strong contenders to win. Uh, If people out there in the internet world are planning on not going out and watching this film or sitting at home and watching it or whatever, we're just going to hit you with a quick plot of the film before we get into it. So, meet the Park family, the picture of aspirational wealth and the Kim family, rich in street smarts but not much else. Be it chance or fate, these two houses are brought together and the Kim sense a golden opportunity. Masterminded by college-age ki the Kim children soon install themselves as tutor and art therapist to the parks. Soon, a symbiotic relationship forms between the two families. The Kims provide indispensable luxury services, while the parks obliviously bankroll their entire household. When a parasitic interloper threatens the Kims' newfound comfort, a savage, underhanded battle for dominance breaks out threatening to destroy the fragile ecosystem between the Kims and the
1: Parks. It's funny, I was was just imagining the backing track to if that was a trailer. And I think it would start off quite nicely with like a classical movement in the morning, like the sun's shining down. And then when you get into the second paragraph, it's like the real kind of jarring piano key music (laughs) heading into nighttime.
2: This is the most creative you've ever been. I'm loving it. (laughs) But yeah, so that's the plot of the film. We'll just go through a couple of scores for the movie. IMDb have it 8.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes at a whopping 99% and Metacritic at 96%. Phenomenal, but Kahu, as a score out of 10,000 scholarly stones, what would you give this?
1: Yeah, look, I I really liked it. Uh, I'm going to go with 8,800 stones. I'm incredibly
2: surprised considering you texted me straight afterwards and you said, what the fuck was that movie?
1: Yeah, but in a good way. Oh really? Yeah. God damn it! Because I love salty kahu. I love (laughs) kahu. Hates the film we're doing. He's the best kahu. That's because all the films I review are actually shitty movies. Yeah, yeah. You you do have a (laughs) way
2: of picking complete shit films for us to review.
1: I mean, I don't don't know what you were expecting when uh, we did the holiday.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What about you, toph What would you give this as a score out of ten thousand scholarly stones?
0: Likewise, I'm on the parasite train. I'll go
2: 8,672. Ooh, that's a lot of stones. That is a lot of stones. Well, I think Parasite is just going to get really stoned (laughs) because I'm about the same. I'm about 8,700. And we've all got reasons why, which we'll get into very soon. Because what we do on this podcast is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 questions that we all answer. They can be applied to any film, we then move into three personal questions before finishing on a listener question. And the one that gets us a bit more of a discussion is the compliment sandwich, which is where we say one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film. Unless we give it a less than 5,000 score in which we say one thing bad, one thing good, and one thing
1: bad about this film, you're not going to change your mind? No, no, look, I could easily bump this up to a 9,000 even rawr yeah you leading me uh, down here Cove. but why
2: don't you lead us <laughs> off mate why don't you tell us one for good one for bad one for good about this film
1: yeah so and that's probably kind of common for movies of this genre but i like it how they kind of limited the setting which was based almost entirely in the house and a little bit in the in the kim family's house as well uh, but meant that all the work went into the characters and the plot development so i thought that was really good one thing that i didn't like was the fake out deaths of kiwi who was the son and uh, the housekeeper, although the housekeeper did die in the end. But, I mean, you you saw the angry husband of the housekeeper smashing that rock down on his head, and it's like, how are you not dead, bro? Yeah, how, how do you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that annoys me in movies, but that's okay. It's, it's not a massive drawback. And the last thing I liked was discus throwing in the garden. Hasn't everybody just ever wanted to do that?
2: Oh, right. When they yeah, smashed yeah, the, yeah, the
1: house yeah. 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 It was, it was all about the mother bringing back her glory days of being a champion discus thrower.
2: Wasn't a hammer throw? Wasn't it like a.
1: Yes. Yeah, sorry. You're right. Yeah. Hammer throw. Yeah. Yeah.
2: One of us has watched this like two days ago. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: no. It was definitely a hammer throw. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what about you, Tove?
0: One thing good incredible balance in this film between entertainment and commentary. Mm, it's yeah. so it's it's just a stunningly watchable film that is also thought-provoking and actually asks the audience to be engaged in what they're doing, which, when that happens, it's rare to be having this much fun as well. And this film has both in spades. One thing bad, uh, it features at least one child actor. <laughs> Never a good thing Kids Kids shouldn't be in movies All kids in movies should be played by Adults with bowl cuts It's a fact <laughs> um,
1: Even worse than a good. kid's birthday party <laughs> yeah.
0: Another thing good With the exception of that one kid anyway is, is both the casting and the cast Like just so strong Across the board I don't find it shocking on a couple of levels That no one was singled out for nominations for this film. One, it doesn't happen that much in films that aren't in English. Yeah. And two, it would be so, like, who do you pick?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: It's the uh, the champion team beating the team of champions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My most favourite thing about this film was just the story. Like, it managed to wove this narrative where you had no idea what the hell was going to happen. Mm. And it's epitomised by at least being halfway through the movie where you're like, oh, this is a pretty good black comedy. Yeah, this is pretty good i can see i can see where this is going and they're like no you fucking don't yeah this is going to turn into a horror film quickly and you know like the way it plays out is pretty awesome up until the point where we get to my bad thing which was the ending that sort of fake out ending of you know i'm going to be i became really successful i became really rich and i brought the house and now i've got my dad back and like one day i might and i was like oh like there was a there was a slight tonal shift around that as well as the bit where the dad just snaps and kills the other dad like doesn't even try and save his wife from being murdered by the like raving lunatic that they found downstairs and i was just like he's he wouldn't do that like she's pretty much the support network and helps him through all these stupid schemes like i can't imagine the dad would do that Hmm. and then final good thing i mean yeah it's just the direction he does an amazing job of letting a scene last long enough that you find it really awkward but not long enough that you cringe. Mm. And that's like a very delicate point of like, to the point where are like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Uh, it's awkward sort of thing. It's not like that. It's like enough for you to go, oh, I didn't like that. But then to still be thinking about it three scenes later, you're still sitting there. Mm. <laughs> like, that was really goddamn awkward. And that moves us over to question number two, which is the first of our Patreon questions. These are questions that our wonderful Patreons give to us. And we basically chuck into our first 10. And this first one comes courtesy of Julio of the Contrarians podcast a podcast in which they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. So, for instance, for this film, they'd argue why it's shit and then honest, offer their honest thoughts in the end. And what would uh, what would uh, Julio like to know there, Cahu?
1: So Julio's question is, what's your most controversial opinion about this film? Topher.
0: My, it's, it's, it's tough. I find it tough to come up with something controversial about a film this well-loved. I think the closest I can come to is that I don't think it was the best film of 2019. As much as as I am on the Parasite wagon, I don't think it was the best film of 2019. I think it was
1: the best film for 2019, if that
2: makes any sense. Yeah, no, that absolutely makes a lot of sense.
1: I I think with foreign language films as well, they get a a little bit of a boost because we're a lot more unfamiliar with them than the standard films we watch.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, I hate to say this after what you guys have just said, but there's been a lot of hubbalar about how that one of the actors should have been nominated for an Oscar. I don't think so. I don't. I don't like the acting performances were good, and maybe this is you know like like I appreciate them and all that sort of stuff. And I'm not gonna go on a limb and say I haven't actually seen all the other like nominees for supporting actor. Blah blah blah. But have a baby, it ruins your life, basically. Um, but like they were all really good, and I find it hard to single out one of them for actually being. Oscar worthy you yeah. know what I mean like each of them had their own little star turn, but I don't think any of them were any sort of holy shit that was the performance thing. think there was a story that actually made the movie yeah yeah
1: yeah good as a whole yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't really have a controversial opinion my only thought was that uh key take the father I think he, he had maybe decided a lot earlier on that he was gonna kill the rich dad. <laughs> yeah. You reckon? He, he just got sick of telling him that he smelled so bad.
2: <laughs> so if someone told you every day that you smell really bad, you'd probably consider yeah, murdering him. It was, is that what he you was, you was say? a boiling
1: point. I need to
2: seriously think about the way I treat you Co. Well good, and that moves us over to question number three. What is it there, Tove?
0: Question three is what deep philosophical debate arose within you not within you, just in you. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film?
2: Stacey called it on our review of 2019 in which we discussed, well, it was a review of the decade and we discussed like what films would be the most controversial to get remade. And her call was Parasite. And sure enough, within days of her announcing that (laughs) Parasite has been named as having a remake on Netflix in an American version. Uh, Could be a TV on board. Yeah. Yeah. With them on board. It could be an American like TV show. It might be a movie but they're basically doing a remake. And so I was trying to think to myself, I wonder what a New Zealand remake would look like (laughs) of this right? And what I was thinking was that this guy befriends this other guy who he knows goes to the movies all the time and likes to buy his tickets ahead. So he gets like the right seats and everything. And then basically he he sort of like, he knows he's going to do that. And he knows the guy's like real generous and just say, Hey, look, here's my bank account details. Just pay me back for the movie ticket when you get a chance. And the guy probably never like checks it and, finds out about it, and then he, like, l- like three, four years later, that guy discovers he spent about $500 on this guy on movie tickets and never been paid for it, and I'd call it Machu site. That would be the name of the movie, because fuck you, Machu. Fuck you, you asshole. <laughs> I, I think and you then does just he just... get
0: killed at a children's birthday party?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. He totally is going to. I thought you should just go around to his house and just start taking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a just child? Just live under his house and then just... if he notices? <laughs>
0: uh, Kahu, do you have a philosophical debate for us?
1: Yeah, I was, I was just thinking during the movie that uh, maybe just people in general are parasites in one way or another.
2: I Some people like to call it symbiotic relationships. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like but me, yeah. You? No.
2: <laughs> Mine was kind of basic
0: in terms of just what the movie is about, which is just, do I... Dislike people purely because of the hand they were dealt in life? Um, mm-hmm. Probably yes. Fuck <laughs> <Cuckin'>.
1: them.
2: <laughs> yeah. You got a gluten allergy? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: More, more, it's more aimed at just people that have more than I do.
2: Oh, yeah, right. Okay. So yeah. people who gluten
0: intolerant yeah, yeah. have
2: less than I do because they
0: can't drink <laughs> beer and eat bread, which is like just a life sentence
2: yeah i pity them i pity them i get what you're saying you're punching up that makes sense
1: <laughs> always punch up
2: yeah always punch up that's the way
1: yeah oh no that's fully true i mean you just you just find it harder to relate to people that have a different background to you eh? so
2: yeah sure especially the, like the stonkingly rich you know what i mean yeah 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 because i lived in england they're like well to do rich that have had it for generations and have no idea what it's like to look in your bank account and see seventeen cents and think, Oh, that's a
1: pack of noodles. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah yeah. 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 Too easy to come to judgment, say, Oh, if I was that rich, I wouldn't fly around in a private jet, but bullshit, you so would.
2: Yeah, I'd do I'd do nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd I'd offset the flights though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fair enough. That moves us over to question number four, which is also a Patreon question, and this question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Dave Baker. Dave Baker also has Patreon at at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. On it, he posts a ton of awesome, awesome content. You guys should all go check out. There will be a link in the show notes. And what Dave would like to know is which two characters from this film would you want with you at a house party? And guys, I know this is an incredibly hard question
1: because all of these characters (laughs) are dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, on one hand, you've got the family of liars and on the other hand you've got the the family that are just all a bit wooden really yeah so i'm going through uh with the peeing drunk guy because he can go outside and water my plants and <laughs> who else uh uh the the woman who delivers the pizza oh you always you... need pizza at a house party god damn it i don't want to give too
2: much away but you've already just taken one of my answers there car what about you tobe <laughs> I'm taking Mama Kim just
0: because I'm hoping that she's cooking.
2: Yeah. Like, let's be honest, that stuff looks good. It does look good.
0: So happy to welcome that parasite in just to sate my urges Um, in a culinary sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also going with the person whose job she takes, Moon Gung, because I just reckon, I just think that after a bottle of wine, she'd be great value. I think she'd be just a riot
2: yeah man she'll loosen up a bit maybe even slip her some peach snaps see what happens (laughs) (laughs) doesn't matter if she's allergic to it who cares (laughs) (laughs) no she was pretty good she was actually on my short list uh i i had the pizza delivery lady as well yeah and then i had um the driver the driver that got sacked for having a pair of undies (laughs) in the back of the car because he seemed nice, he seemed reasonable, he was ready to drive it home, he was kind of a kind, I was basically just trying to find someone that wasn't complete dickhead in this film, and yeah, he could be the sober driver. Yeah, exactly. All good, and that moves us over to question number five, what is it there, Kahu?
1: Question five, what scene in this film do you think will last with you the longest?
2: I'm wondering if we're all going to have the same scene, which is old mate and his wife, the rich family, deciding that while watching their son outside camping is the most romantic setting in which to start having some couch sex.
1: It was that did look like a pretty comfortable couch.
2: It, it <laughs> did look like a pretty comfortable couch. And she looks pretty into it, but meanwhile, three the you know, three of the poor family, the Kims, right, are hiding out underneath the coffee table. Like that is gonna last for me the longest, especially at the point. Where they manage to scurry away, except for the dad, <laughs> yeah. who has to pause and lie there <laughs> while they're like talking to the sun out in the tin. That, that was the part for me where I was like, oh, I feel so awkward.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: kind of well-placed to
0: answer this, because Parasite came out here like seven months ago. Yeah. It's actually quite a while since I've seen it, so I can do this without that much guessing. And this is a weird answer, but I swear <laughs> to God it's true. It's the dad he take smelling himself in the car while driving around his boss (laughs) just just like the self-conscious nature of that scene and the the fear slash anger building up in him at this person who just outranks him in terms of social capital yeah yeah. that's my scene
1: yeah yeah he he was probably the most complex character actually i reckon yeah
2: because he didn't give too much away Mm. And so, like as much as I sort of shed on the ending at the start, it was a bit of a revelation that he actually did have this backbone because mm-hmm. he struck me as the guy that was just like, "I'm first, see you later,"
0: and yeah. like oh, what, it just yeah. seemed like a total beater for most of the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I just had uh, Gunse, so he was the housekeeper's husband coming up the stairs, and the flashback. I liked how they kind of really whitened his eyes. Oh right, yeah, 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 and you kind of only came just came up the stairs and you could only see his eyes, and then the, then the. Uh, the kid frothed out.
2: Oh, is that when the young boy had discovered a great him? Great shot, yeah, yeah, great yeah, shot. yeah,
1: yeah. It's like he's almost coming up on like a one of those automatic steer systems.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a guy that was in, only in the movie for like a couple of scenes, he was very notable. Like the other part where he's like bashing his head against the light.
1: He's yeah, like, respect. Bam, <laughs> bam. <laughs> yeah, he was a utter crazy man, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you would be being down there for that long. Yeah. I don't know, it looked pretty cool, you know, you're chilling out, you
2: don't have a kid, and a, I'm just depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, that moves us over to question number six, which is also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins, who runs the Tasteless Podcast, a podcast in which she takes a movie that everybody loves and basically goes to bat for why another movie is better than it that not a lot of people know. Or appreciate as much as she does. Usually, it's a completely shit movie, but uh, we still love her anyway. Mm-hmm. And what would she like to know? The Toif
0: Emily wants to know what character has probably gone the longest without showering.
2: Now, I feel like before we answer this, can we rule out the guy that's trapped under the house? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Are> there, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> let's not overthink
1: this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the
0: guy trapped in the basement. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Obviously, it is the obvious um, answer, eh? But maybe Key Take doesn't shower a lot either. I mean, yeah, he's just a a sweaty, odorous man. Uh, I I mean, I guess the whole family really once they went through their sewage-infested basement.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was reckoning the like the rich family's son, you know, the Park son, the one that's apparently like a raving sociopath or <laughs> psychopath or whatever, because of his paintings he draws. Because you know, you've got kids around this age; they don't like shower all that much, do they?
1: No, nah, like to be honest, if I thought really hard about it, I can't actually remember when they shower. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just kind of assume they do. For their Played birthdays. birthdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Go play in the rain, kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you you typically just fire hose them down, don't you? Yeah,
1: well well sometimes they jump in our little our little pole out the back. And then they jump in the shower to warm up, so that usually covers it. Yeah. Youth services are gonna be around in your house tomorrow, you know that. <laughs>
2: what about you If you got any other answer
0: in, yeah invariably I then go to the youngest person in the film because yeah <laughs> kids kids don't want to get clean so again if there's something bad in a film probably a child actor <laughs> is at the heart of it <laughs>
2: Uh, for those that haven't listened to We Watch The Thing, this is the flavour that Topher brings to pretty much every episode that he can. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to avoid movies yeah. he gets. Topher doesn't like uh, movies with kids and Billy hates tall women.
1: Well, famously. famously. Tall woman. <laughs> yeah. oh, so he's,
2: or maybe just uh, Elizabeth Debicki. Maybe that's just all, all the only the woman oh, he right. hates.
1: But... So he doesn't watch Game of Thrones then, obviously.
2: No, Brianna Ftaf scares the shit out of him. <laughs>
0: He's very sensitive about this reputation he's garnered. He wants, he really does want it on the record. <laughs> but he has no problem with people's height.
1: <laughs> is he, I'm here for you, Billy. Is he a short man or no? No, <laughs> he's he's
2: he's the the right side of six foot. All right. Anywho, that moves us over to question number seven, which is what's something in this film that you notice that you don't think other people might have immediately noticed? Now, Topher, why don't you leave us off since you're trying to remember a film from seven months ago? love to.
0: <laughs> so it was mentioned earlier that like a strength of the film is that it sticks to a lot of these interiors, which I think is largely a good thing because you do kind of feel trapped in to mm-hmm. the story and what's going on with these people. But interestingly, it's still shot in a really wide sort of way. We don't there's not a lot of close-ups in the film. He te- like Bong tends to frame it so that just everyone is in shot and lets it play out kind of a bit play-like, which I don't think is necessarily the approach that everyone would take, but I think really worked for this film.
2: That's a good point. Mm. you get in a technical expert, and this is what they come up with. That's, very, uh, yeah, that's very good.
1: Sheer wankery.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love a good bit of film wankery. I'm going to get into mine in a little second. What have you got, Kahu?
1: Uh, so towards the end of the film, uh, after the whole incident's gone on at the birthday party, and Kiwoo's out of hospital, uh, so that's the poor son, He's working out uh, the Morse codes in the subway and he's kind of uh, translating them on his pants. and if you see just above the piece of paper there's the there's already vivid on his pants where it's gone through the paper. And I thought that was quite a quite a neat little touch to make it look like you know he's actually been doing this for a while.
2: So you were basically trying to check out what was going through his pants.
1: Yeah, pretty much. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> ink in his pants.
2: Uh, good on you, Kahu. I love that answer for anyone that's seen like 98% of Alfred Hitchcock's back catalog like I have
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> wanky film nerd oh, what a dick <laughs> I think you could have been a tad snootier in saying that if you've really tried Sam <laughs> actually
2: yeah there's literally maybe two of his films maybe one of his films I haven't enjoyed over a nice scotch with a, and a smoking on, jacket and
1: lying on your sheepskin rug exactly but uh, yeah,
2: I mean, like, it was obvious how much of an influence Alfred Hitchcock's films were on this to the point that I have seen interviews with the director in which he did say that, you know, they were quite a bit of an influence. But the thing I noticed that sort of made me think of it I mean, aside from like the shots of the stairs and other sort of common things that are in Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock's back catalogue that I've watched, <laughs> I can't do this again. <laughs> there was also an Alfred Hitchcock uh, collection in the park's residence. It, it was like bizarrely just sitting there and it was completely out of place given. All the rest of it was very Korean. And then you just see this Alfred Hitchcock collection, you're like, huh.
1: All oh, right. Yeah, I didn't notice that.
2: And that's when my little film nerd boner went, ha ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> And that moves us over to question number eight. What is it there, Kahu?
1: Okay, question eight. Which actor could have been abducted and forcibly put into this movie?
0: Uh, it's the little kid. You're <laughs> stunned. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you where he is. He's where he shouldn't be, which is on a film set.
1: <laughs> he's a, That's it. He's a second away from a, a frothing, hysteric fit <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> he does seem very moody, eh? Yeah. Yeah, some weird shit going on there.
2: Yeah. Plus, he's had to yeah. watch his on-screen parents have sex. You know he was out in their tent going, what, what am I doing? Am I, what's <laughs> yeah, ha- yeah. What is happening inside right now?
1: <laughs> can I go inside now?
0: Mm. Wink mm. twice if you hear voluntarily.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Talking about voluntarily, I reckon that drunk guy that started pissing in the alleyway outside their house, I reckon he had no idea what was going on. He just kept, like, stumbling out of a nightclub. And then fucking van pulled up and, like, come with us. He's I need to take a piss. Perfect. Perfect, mate. Perfect.
1: <laughs> what do you yeah, mean yeah. perfect? Where are we
2: going? What's happening? <laughs> I need you to come out here and sort of piss towards this
1: family's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh i'm going with uh the father of the rich family uh really park dong ik uh so and the reason for that is when you think about the the lying family they don't really have anything going for them yeah. you think about the the rich mum; she's a bit of a ditz and the kids well as tofu would agree they're kids <laughs> um and the dad is kind of like he's the only one doing anything with his life he's in like some kind of tech startup or something isn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah it's just like, why am I in this film with these stupid people? <laughs> he, he, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. He plays it a little bit more
2: straight than everybody else in the film, eh? Yeah, yeah, Until yeah. Until he starts getting frisky on the couch, he's like, might as well make the best of a bad situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, saying? and then he's like, oh, I'll pull out every um I don't know.
2: What, just stop and pull out. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah what, what,
1: just cut it off. Like, he just talks too much during that whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> Move us over to question number
2: nine. What is there,
0: Toph? Uh, What quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after you finish having sex? Do people still get TB?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) It's the right answer, really, isn't it? It's (laughs)
0: clearly the right answer.
2: (laughs) Anywho, that moves us over to a brand new Patreon question. Now, this question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Dan Brennick, who is one half of the Netflix and Swill podcast podcast in which they basically do a rundown on the latest things on netflix review a couple of movies talk about upcoming stuff just a general all-round netflix podcast that's absolutely amazing i'll completely love the show he threw over to us two questions that he'd like chucked in the first 10 one of which is pretty serious but the other one isn't so i decided we'll use the one that's not serious <laughs> And he would like to know, from us, where would we have inserted Blink-182s, all the small things, into the score? And Dan has pointed out that we're not allowed to uh, just chuck it in the garbage. So what do you guys reckon?
0: Uh, Right when the stabbing starts. Really? Here's why. Is that 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 song is so linked to its film clip. With this bright, colourful people everywhere, lots going on. Yeah. So then, once the birthday party goes to hell... It becomes this kind of nightmare reflection of the film clip. Mm. God, I'm not saying it's a creative choice I would have made, <laughs> but the question doesn't give me that option. I have to put
2: it somewhere. Yeah. I'm putting it there. I yeah. think you've clocked the question. That's probably the best answer we're ever going to
1: have for this question. God damn it. Yeah, I, I kind of had uh, something similar uh, when the f- film starts to get all kind of Tarantino on it. Um, but you know how the the opening music goes, do, 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 do. um I'd have that when Guns, say hooks him round the neck with the with the thing and pulls him backwards, and then that's when it'd start. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I like it, yeah, that's good. I'm gonna fan edit this film and put it in
2: please do <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> please <That'd> be amazing, <laughs> please do we'll send it to Dan. uh I originally thought you know that shot of like when they're fumigating the like the road, and it just cuts to them just sitting in their house. Like sad, pathetic little cockroaches that are like trying to get covered in the spray because they're like, cool, free spray, free spray. Yeah, is good.
1: oh man, how bad was that? And but but then that got just like, um,
2: that got tripped over when I answered question number eight. You know, when the guy starts pissing in the alleyway, all the small things,
1: yeah, 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 I, yeah, I did think that, yeah.
2: And that moves us over to our personal questions. Questions that we can ask of the other two that we don't have to answer ourselves, unless we really, really want to. And first up, we have Kahu. What have you got there, Kahu?
1: Right. So who would have known that peaches are so dangerous? Uh, What unthreatening thing is your kryptonite? Sand. I don't like sand. Sand. It's coarse. It is coarse. (laughs) And it gets everywhere. (laughs)
2: for s- someone that famously lives three streets back from a white sandy beach and goes down there maybe twice a year and both times complains for about 45 <laughs> hours afterwards to his wife about how he's found sand everywhere it's sand
1: oh that's that's what happens when you when you grow up in the middle of the Waikato where there's no sand for miles around <laughs> it's
2: true it's true yeah i just i don't know what it is it just it just rubs me the wrong way ha <laughs> <laughs> ha
0: I actually agree. It's not what I've got, but I'm with you.
2: Thank you. Thank
0: you. Sam, I hear you. I see you. I'm with you. Yes. You're not alone. Oh. I mean, mine's a pathetic one, but I suppose it's kind of meant to be. Um, It's people who maintain eye contact in conversation. (laughs) Really? (laughs) fucking
1: creeps me out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) I'm all over the shop.
1: (laughs) I I had to do this presentations course once, and you had to sit one-on-one with somebody. And just talk about whatever, not losing eye contact for like a whole minute.
0: Just about just about hell.
1: the scariest thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see,
0: talking up in front of lots of people, no problem. Yeah, like you're meant to kind of share the love. Yeah, talking to one person, no good.
2: Oh, mate, I'm yeah, yeah. you.
1: Yeah, like it's that fully that thing you, you know, see like right into them. It's yeah, creepy.
2: I was told at a very young age that I have very intense eyes, like creepily uneasy eyes. So I intentionally go out of my way not to look at people. All oh, right, <laughs> <laughs> I intentionally go out of my way not to stare at people because I can see them getting uneasy the longer I stare mm. at them.
1: You're
0: the opposite of that painting that seems to follow you around the room.
1: Oh, Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, so question 12. Uh, Who's the leader or the real leader of the Kim family?
0: I, I think it's Jung because she's the most self-aware mm. like in the way that I, the others aren't or at least aren't as much, which makes her a bit more villainous because her parents are, while they're willing participants, I think they can claim to just be doing it because they want the best for people more than she can. Yeah. She knows exactly what she's about and I think is manipulating people the most of anyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. She looks like the one that could kind of fit on the best to that type of environment too. It's, it's the almost biggest as comedian. if you've had like the two kind of, you know, parents that are that way inclined and they've created like this, you know, devil child that's the ultimate of their worst aspects.
2: Whereas whereas the son's got like a slight innocence about him. Yeah. You know, maybe just, Mm. whereas she just seems... It's the haircut. It is the haircut. It's definitely the haircut. (laughs) It's the Luke Skywalker
1: on Tatooine haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It is a bit of a stereotype haircut, isn't it?
2: I I totally agree with you. It was a toss-up between her and... Like, the dad seems along for the ride. The son seems kind of innocent. But I also think the mother, I think the mother is, like, a little bit smarter than she lets on. And she's just ruthless as shit. Yeah. When she kicks that, like, that front kick down those stairs,
1: oh oh when she goes full this is sparta yeah I'm, yeah yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's
0: incredible
1: <laughs> yeah i got a got a bit more to say on her in a couple of questions time excellent
2: yeah. yeah no she she was she was up there i reckon those two are definitely the ones that are sort of masterminding the whole thing yeah i mean they're getting the dad to practice speeches and you know they've figured out ways to get rid of her and all that sort of stuff and yeah
1: yeah yeah uh my final question uh so the rich daughter's carrying away the poor son at the end after he's had his head smashed in. How would the conversation have gone with Yun Gyo, uh, who's the rich mum, when she had to tell her daughter that she just couldn't see Ki Woo anymore? How does any conversation go of any teenage daughter? It just doesn't, does it? It's, just, it's a screaming <laughs> fit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just I'm just wondering because that you know the rich mother is just a bit simple, and would just seem to be all too much for her to have to deal with that.
2: She probably would have got the new housekeeper to tell her. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Uh,
0: yeah, I think it would have gone about as well as the birthday party. (laughs) Like you said, how is that conversation going any other way?
2: Yeah. And it's it's funny because the daughter didn't seem... Nah, she did. She was a bit of a nut job as well, eh?
1: Yeah, she was pretty obsessed with the son. Pretty quickly as well. It was Mm. a bit weird.
2: As we assume she was with the tutor
0: before him. Yeah. Yeah. Just just a very very grabby person i suspect yeah and maybe literally in figuratively. Yeah.
1: maybe that's that's all to do with that whole kind of desolate setting of the house as well that she doesn't really sort of get out all that much because she'd totally be
2: the type of girl that probably went to an all-girls school they got picked up straight after school dropped off first thing in the morning had no contact with any other males aside mm. from like school teachers i suppose but yeah 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 cool and that moves us over to my questions now We've sort of uh, talked about the Kim family and um, how they're all sort of pretty much evil, pretty much parasites. But I want to know from you guys, did you guys feel sorry for any of them? Like, or no, actually, I mean, probably didn't feel sorry for any of them, but which one did you feel the most sorry for?
1: Uh, I felt most sorry for the dad, key take, apart from the fact he smells, but. Um. <laughs> Uh it did say that he had kind of had a failed business or something didn't it Oh Does he happen-
2: he'd worked for the guy that lived in the thing down the stairs Oh right Yeah oh, oh. Sh- there's something I noticed that no one else noticed the guy down the stairs was talking about how he had this business and went and it failed and then they were talking previously about how he'd worked for um, that's right. Oh, uh, what is it like a Taiwanese food or a um, Thai yeah, food or something yeah. like that? That yeah, ran this Thai cakes business or something like that, and it didn't work out.
1: Yeah, no, I do remember that. And he he just looks like he's come to the point of his life where he's had so much failure, he just doesn't really try anymore. But more than that, his wife just seems bitter and twisted. And and I think the the shot of the photo with her throwing the hammer was kind of quite poignant, and that it alluded to the fact she was kind of this champion that had just done nothing else with her life since then, and Yeah, she yeah. was taking it all out on him.
2: We, we do know a thing about Bitter and Twisted Wives, eh? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> 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 we'll leave it there. What about you, Toph? Which one did you feel sorry um, for?
0: I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, key take. there's There is a certain dull innocence to him that Certainly is not there with his more switched on wife and daughter, mm, um, yeah the guy like and like as you said, this person is not an innocent, but it, at least with him you feel is coming from a place where he wants the best for his family, yeah, now he certainly doesn't go about that in the right way, not close, <laughs> but if if we have to pick one it's it's him, yeah. yeah.
1: It's almost as if he's like done that classic male thing of just parking all his failures away and just not really dealing don't know with you it. Yeah,
2: no idea what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> not really dealing with it until it comes to stabbing someone at a kid's birthday party. <laughs> Still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, when's your kid's birthday, sir? No. In six months' time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up very soon, Kahu. <laughs> okay, my second question. Well, we talked about it before at one point. the. Uh, Mother and father, Park, are lying on the couch watching their son camping. He's out there in his tent playing with the radio and a light, in which uh, Mr. Park decides to get a little bit frisky with his wife. So I want to know from you guys, is there anything else out there more erotic than watching your son camping?
0: Uh, everything. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah.
2: the correct answer. That is the <laughs> yeah. correct answer.
0: Well, it, what, what it does make you think is that if they can get in the mood in that scenario. Yeah. Just how much sex are these people having?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Because what doesn't push their buttons?
2: Exactly. Pizza gets
0: delivered. Let's go. Yeah. Dishwasher finished a cycle. <laughs> let's go. I mean
1: <laughs> the whole movie makes it out that she basically doesn't do anything all day either, so like that's that's the big moment of her day when he gets home. So Yeah. You know. you know.
2: Okay, what about what about coming up with something that's less erotic than watching <laughs>
1: Oh, less erotic. Um, I don't know, getting your head smashed in with a monument rock? Mm-hmm. Watching a film that stars nothing but kids. Is that your answer, Topher? Definitely. <laughs> the little rascals. <laughs> <laughs> were you one of those kids that were uh, literally only allowed to watch kids' moves, movies until you sort of left home at 18? And then it was like, there's so many more movies than kids' movies. And you,
2: I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, mate. My final question, yeah, we, I, I talked about the ending earlier about how it's, it's like basically the dad winds up imprisoned or well, imprisoning himself underneath the house and living there as a parasite, as the guy had done beforehand. The film makes out that the son basically becomes really successful, buys a house, wins his dad back, and then we find out it's just a letter to his dad saying that he's going to totally do it one day. I want to know from you guys, what do you reckon? Do you reckon the son ever? Got the cash together, got the education, got whatever he needed to actually buy the dad back.
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, when he's talking to his friend at the beginning of the film, don't they talk about how uh, Kiwoo's passed that college test a few times or something? Yeah, yeah. And he can't be asked going. So I just, I I just think like his whole family, he's just looking for the easy way to make money, and I don't I don't think he'd he'd get there. Might have been a bit more believable if it was the daughter instead.
2: But, you know no. she dies, eh? Yeah, yeah. I, I picked that up. Yeah,
1: yeah. I didn't show it on screen though, so I wasn't sure. No. Well, there was a funeral, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, there was too. Yeah, missed that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think so.
2: Fair enough. What about you, Tove? Nah, move on. <laughs> I love the little optimism, hero. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Too much baggage. Not happening. The other thing too is like when you. When you haven't had money, you don't know what to do with money. You don't know how to save money Mm. in a lot of instances. And this movie is a great example of that. Like suddenly they come into money and they're like, what are we going to do? Let's fuck it up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: just do what everyone else does and buy cocaine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No idea what you're talking about. Uh, We're moving on to Topers questions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. Question 17 is, would high school you have stolen your friend's girlfriend given the opportunity?
2: Speaking from experience, high school me wasn't doing any stealing, but was definitely a stealee. I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Sam.
0: <laughs> Sam was on the wrong end of the
1: equation. Yep. Uh, I'll answer that question with two questions. Firstly, how good is the friend? And secondly, how hot is she? <laughs> um, in all honesty, I had the hot girlfriend anyway, so I didn't need to. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Just because your girlfriend wears seventeen
2: jackets doesn't mean she's a hot <laughs> girlfriend. to go. <laughs> oh. <I did laughs> she not. might be hot physically. But.
0: Uh, please both both noble fellas. <laughs> Very good form. Uh, question eighteen. Uh, in the spirit of basement dude, what's the worst place you would live for free? Go Cahou.
1: It's got to be prison, doesn't it? You'd you'd live there for free? Uh, well, it's, it's the worst place you'd live for free. It's yeah. a pretty bad place to live for free.
2: You know what's worse than that is the dumpsters at KFC.
1: That, <laughs> like, surely if you weren't living here, that'd be your fallback option?
2: Yeah. I've made many a plan to move in there <laughs> at the first opportunity I get, yeah.
0: But that's not the worst for you. Yeah, true, it's not the worst. It's not even scratching the surface. I mean,
2: like, it is a dumpster, but it's, yeah. Yeah, just a pig in mud. (laughs) That's a
0: good point.
2: (laughs) Maybe Australia? (laughs) (laughs) I had England written down. (laughs) There we go.
0: Uh, Okay, question 19. As far as kids' birthday parties go, was the one depicted in the film really that much worse? than when you've got to buy a present for a one-year-old who doesn't know their own name, let alone it's their birthday, asking for a friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one-year-old's birthday parties, and I have been to a few. Yeah. They get old pretty quick. The, The good way to get around the birthday present problem is though that normally when you go in, there's like a table with all the gifts. So what you do is you just quickly shove your gift in there so no one knows that it's come from you. And then the gift opening often happens almost towards the end. So you just scoot out before that happens. So nobody knows.
2: You've got to be smarter. What I do is I take a card and then I swap it with a card on one of the presents.
1: (laughs) That's even better.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I did that at your wedding. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But like in all seriousness though, like going to a one-year-old's birthday party sucks because you want to see your friend. But when you show up there, your friend's a shattered mess of the man that you used to know because he's not getting any sleep anymore and he's just like constantly run off his feet and he's. But like you go to a barbecue, having a few beers. You, you spend a bit of time talking to your mate, but because he's on the barbecue, he's a little bit busy. And he's taking care of people. Yeah, that's amplified by five at a one-year-old's yeah. birthday party, you know. And so, and he can't get drunk. And it, they're pretty keen for you to get out of there by four or five o'clock, you know. You, you start getting the come on, it's time to wind up, you know, like yeah, if you guys, yeah, you guys can go down the pub if you want. And you're just like oh yeah, all, all the yeah, ladies. I got love an Uber it.
1: here for this. All the mums love it, but all the guys are just standing around like not quite sure what they're supposed to do yeah. yeah
2: and that's the other awkward thing too is there's typically a one-year-old's birthday party there's like other babies free like you know antenatal groups and so yeah. there's a bunch of random dudes that you don't know and you're like are you guys into sports I'm like yeah what sports are you like oh you know like um,
1: um badminton <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah because the the women see each other like every week right yeah, 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 and all the guys are just like, "What the hell am I doing here? I don't know any of these people." Yeah, yeah.
2: Or the other one of like, "Do you guys like music?" Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a massive country western fan. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know what to say. How good's Nickelback? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Favorite bands
2: Nickelback. <laughs> I like to listen to a bit of Nickelback before sleep. Watch it down with a little bit of Creed. Uh, these, maybe just a bit of Justin Bieber if I'm in the mood. You know, <laughs> things less erotic than your <laughs> <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> we've cracked it we've cracked it yeah that moves us down to the final question now this question is kind of a pain in the ass for us or for me and topher i think for massive lovers of film maybe Kahoo's probably pretty easy on the answer here but uh, the question is a listener question that we threw out there to you guys to answer for us and before we get into your guys answers which we are going to judge and see who gave the best we're going to answer it ourselves. And so the question was, what is the best foreign language movie ever?
1: Yeah, had to have a good think about this, but I really enjoyed Pan's Labyrinth. Liked the the whole shooting of it and historical setting too. A bit of a history buff, so really enjoyed that.
0: It is one of the best looking films yeah. this century. Yeah, yeah. Just hands down. Yeah.
1: One, of the, one of the best monsters too.
0: Oh, the old fuck. Oh, sorry creep the yeah yeah the (laughs) hands and the nah nope (laughs) what about you Tove? i'll put one up here and you can tell me if i can have it because my favorite film from a country that doesn't where english is not the main language is metropolis yeah but it's a silent film
2: yeah yeah you can have it man it's it's a german film cool yeah i mean it's it's a fucking masterpiece it is way ahead of its time if you had to pick a film that had a language in it, I, th- I think maybe I'd stick Germany and go Das Boot. Yes, that's oh, yeah. a good answer. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go classic. I can't deny one of the films that I've absolutely loved. Actually, I'm having a hard time picking all from him. God damn it, because I love Akira Kurosawa. Um, uh, you know, if you've seen 98 percent of his back catalog, like I have,
1: come <laughs> <you don't laughs> to appreciate.
0: <laughs> I went for a Hitchcock and Kurosawa. You, so- you need a bigger pause there, Sam. It's if you've seen 98 percent of the back catalog like i have yeah yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like moi <laughs> of akira kurosawa because i did i went for a massive hitchcock and kurosawa phase where i was like i'm determined to watch all of their films and so seven samurai has always been a favorite but also love Rashimon. oh yeah i'm gonna just go to seven samurai recently it's been uh two days one night a belgian f- uh, film Starring Marianne Cotelar, which is absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yep. Keep plugging away, hoping someone else is out there in the world is going to watch it, but no one, no one, no, no. No one I've no ever saw it can do. Made Stacey watch it. What do you think of that, Stacey? I'm going to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't that like an amazing portrayal of like a, you know, like a great character study of a, I don't know, good night? <laughs> <laughs> that moves us over to our listener answers. First up was Liz, who was on recently to do Mirage Story. She went with Life is Beautiful, the Italian film from 1997. Pretty yep. good. Old uh, Benini won his Oscar and went crazy on the stage. I would like to be uh, Jupiter and kidnap everybody and lie down in the firmament to make love with everybody.
0: Uh, Shit, Oscar. Yeah. There, <laughs> yeah, I said it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Go to. It was only memorable because of the speech. Yeah. Uh, Kevin
2: Clark, went, he said, I'm going to go with two who have had the most Oscar nominations of any foreign language films, Roma and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. He also really enjoyed Amelie. Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah, Amelie is a good film.
2: Yeah, I love Amelie. Pete Wilson said, La Haine and The Wages of Fear, both of which are films I haven't actually seen. So well done, Pete, you uh, win the Facebook group. Over to Twitter, I had a ton of answers, and if we can't get to all of yours, I'm sorry. We're just going to blast through as many as we can and see which one uh, floats our boat. First up was Jillian. She said Under the Shadow from 2016. Haven't seen that. Taste this podcast said The Police Story. Good on you, Emily. Billy from We Watch the Thing. You met him before, Tofu? Uh, yeah, he stinks. He went with La Dolce Vita, Seven Samurai, Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, Lies of Others, Run, Roll, Run, and most recently, of course, Parasite. Good on you, Billy. I'm sorry, didn't yeah. you ask for one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Run, Roll, <laughs> Run.
1: That's a good film.
2: Watched it recently. It doesn't hold up.
1: Yeah, it doesn't it? Nah. Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago I saw that.
2: Yeah. Uh, over to Tara Maholik, one of our all time favorite listeners. She said she could only remember one, which is a shame because I sent her a copy of The Raid, but she's gone with no man's land. Right. Haven't seen it. Uh Paul from the Countdown Podcast said trained a Basan, otherwise City uh, of God.
1: Fuck yeah, City of God. Oh, City of that God. Was on, that was on my short list. City of yeah. God.
2: Brilliant answer there. film.
0: I mean, it's very, it's very film broy, but it's also just fucking great. It is.
2: And it's like talking about child actors, even from start to finish, they hook you in. Like they're pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, they're just old enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've just tipped it. <laughs> and the ones that are young enough have guns, so not saying anything. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Dan, who we mentioned earlier from Netflix and Swill, also said Train to Busan. I absolutely love that film. It was my favourite horror film from like, the last decade. It's like absolutely brilliant. FP uh, said, most of my favourites have already been posted, so he'll say The Raid, Redemption, Girl of the Dragon Tattoo, and Headhunters. Oh, yeah, absolutely love The Raid. Dave from Super Movie Bros said train to Busan because he fucking loves horror and that shit is fucking top notch. Fresh take on a Tide and played out concept. Absolutely agree with you there, Dave. Steve from Everything I Learned from Movies said The Protector starring Tony Jar. Ong Buck was close and Road Warrior. I guess, Road Warrior? Is that technically... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You can't understand us. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, this kind of speaking like classic Bogan, which is like a <laughs> foreign language. Which is definitely a foreign language to anyone outside of... It is. Outside of Aussie New Zealand. TV's Travis said The Host. Oh, that's good, cool. And Man Bites Dog. Uh, I don't know if anyone's mm-hmm. seen Man Bites Dog, a French film from the early 90s. Yeah, you, yeah pack an iron stomach before you watch that one. It's, it's a ride. Um, the Kuturians said Inaritu's first movie, Amoris Peros. That's a really good answer. Ghost of the Stratosphere also said Pads and Labyrinth. There you go. Yeah. Parasite, Train to Busan. Yep. Chad M said Life is Beautiful. Dan is Not the Problem said A Very Long Engagement. Oh, that's a really good film too. Audrey Tato is awesome in that. Real Feels Podcast said Kung Fu Hustle. I Want You to Watch This said Hard to Pick One. Howl's Moving Castle, Train to Busan. Bahubali I will come to mind. Paul said In the Mood for Love, 2046, Chunking Express, Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs? There's a connection for us from uh, doing the Departed? Have you seen Infernal Affairs? No. Nah, I'm I'm mute to watch what um The Departed was based on. Wait. Not No, we just had our little foreign language thing
0: where I misunderstood what you said. <laughs> because I did not hear Infernal Affairs. Yeah, Infernal Affairs, have you seen? Um which yes I have seen. Yeah. Uh what I have not seen, which is what I heard, was Fiddle of Fears. Fiddle of of
1: Fears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fiddle of Fears, the classic Romanian film.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, IMDb Journey Podcast said uh, Nothing Comes Close to City of God. Al said Incendies. Oh, that's old um, Villeneuve's first film, or one of his... Mm. Yeah, uh, that's right. Real feel-good real feel stuff. Yeah, yeah, real. Uh, Liza of Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Parasite and oh, so good. Portrait? Oh, I'm yet to see it. Man, I want to. So good. God damn it. Retro Cinema, hello, Mr. Angry Man. He said, Jean de Florette, Manon de Sources. you watch the first, you have to watch the sequel. Haven't watched either, gonna have to put those still on the list. Junk About Movies said, Kung Fu Hustle. Please watch this podcast. Also mentioned Pan's Labyrinth. There you go, Uh, Kahoo. Some people backing you up. Colby Mack said, Why to Mama Tambian? Oh, good on you, Colby. I love that film as well. Chance Irvin said, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Gidget von Rue said, Armely. Stacey Hurley from the Movies, Reviews, and 20 Qs podcast said, (laughs) Armely. Let's not listen to her. Uh, <laughs> LJ Human said, uh, Battle Royale. Oh, I love Battle Royale. I don't think I've seen that. You must have seen Battle Royale, eh?
0: I actually haven't. It's oh, seen
2: <laughs> oh, I've never felt so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Adams, not the Steven Adams. basketballer <laughs> yeah. in basketball the NBA. I had to check this. It's definitely not that Steven Adams. But Steve Adams said, uh, Crashing Tiger hit a dragon. This said, La Vita e Bella, Life is Beautiful, Moris Peros and Festin. Raymond Laborea said Red Bed with Toshiro Mifuni. I haven't seen that, but I do love oh, Toshiro. He does a lot of work with Kurosawa. Nerdy, nerdy, nerd. Jake Bennett said Pan's Labyrinth. Real reviews said Yojimbo. And then Pyta Comics, you're yeah, barking up my tree here, said there's so many. Anything Kurosawa did supersedes just about everything, but he also loves Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And then the Bergman films as well. Amateur Cinephile, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Empty Bows, Amelie, Throne of Blood, Dust Boot. There you go, Tove. Hey. Yay. And then Rabbit is. Also, threw out
1: a podcast, uh, threw a movie that you like, uh, *Troll Hunter*. Troll, yeah, I didn't think of that. I did quite like *Troll Hunter*. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't so, wouldn't say it's my favorite foreign language film, but it was enjoyable.
2: There we go. There's a lot of answers for it. I think *City of God* is the winner. I think that's the one that we missed.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was my second choice.
2: So, congratulations to Paul from the Countdown podcast and Daniel from the IMDb Junior podcast. Your present is that I will not send you any naked photos of Kahu. Congratulations. They will not be in your email in the next five minutes.
1: Oh, they're good good photos, they (laughs) say. They
2: are very (laughs) distasteful (laughs) nudes. I will give you that. (laughs) Anyway, that takes us to the end. Now, Topher, why don't you tell all of our amazing listeners about your own amazing show, where they can find you, why they should be listening to you, and why you're better than Billy.
0: Why you should be listening to us, that's that's a very tough question there's probably better things you can be doing with your time let's be honest <laughs> um we are uh, we're, we're the only podcast on the internet where two white guys talk about movies um <laughs> one of them billy is in visual effects the other one me is is on the camera side uh we do one movie a week oftentimes a new release but sometimes a throwback that one of our patrons has picked and we sit around and talk about it as friends do if you just, um, if you just, like at, at everything, we're just, we watch the thing, like Twitter, them Facebooks, just throw, we watch the thing into Google. Mm. We are what comes up.
2: In terms of selling you guys, I mean, if anyone's out there and wants like a quite concise and to the point, but yet very well informed podcast, you should uh, check out these guys. Yeah, there you go. I was going to make a joke, but no, you yeah, definitely check out these guys. We love your show. It's literally the only movie podcast that Stacey listens to. Yeah. not even ours not even <laughs> <Yeah>. ours <laughs> did she listen the week that you were on no <laughs> there you go. I think I told her about what happened and she was like I'm not going to listen to that episode uh, a thank you to you I've done well Toph cheers mate
0: no dramas mate I'll come back when we do um, Fiddle of
2: Fears yeah Fiddle of Fears <laughs> we need to We need to go film ourselves for an hour and a half just sitting on the couch doing nothing and then put it on the internet call it a Fiddle of Fears <laughs>
0: actually could go somewhere quite dark yeah.
2: anyway <laughs> thank you everyone for listening if you want to get in contact with us you can find us on um twitter at movie reviews In. you can find us on facebook at movie reviews in 20qs so search us out the links are in the show notes if you're really uh that keen to get a hold of us you can also f- send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com following this episode will be a lord of the rings episode fellowship of the ring you're excited for that AK. oh
1: you're not uh, on it i'm not <laughs> invited what a dude <laughs>
2: Uh, Kahu and a lot of our listeners have been petitioning for us to do the documentary about New Zealand life that is Lord of the Rings for quite <laughs> some time. And we've been meaning to, but uh, yeah, um, sorry yeah, about Kahu.
1: They, yeah, they, they took on a local hobbit instead, so <laughs> I suppose I can live with that.
2: No, we uh, I, I decided this year, it was you know, New Year, New Sam, that we needed to get on some other New Zealand podcasts. And I did find another two that are out there one of which is a Dungeons & Dragons listen-along, so you listen to them playing Dungeons & Dragons, which you'd think sounds really nerdy and boring, but it's actually really awesome. Like They do an amazing show, so I managed to get those guys on, and I was like, well, if you're going to get a Dungeons & Dragons podcast on, well, what are you going to talk about? Like, Lord of the Rings. If they'd mentioned the film Dungeons & Dragons, there's no way in fucking hell I was going to do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Jeremy Irons (laughs) represent.
2: (laughs) That horrendous thing. But uh, yeah, so they'll be on to do an episode soon, and then after that, who knows? Anywho, that's thanks from me. Peace out. Bye.